impacts them every day. I think we're going to do a great job. Welcome to the Modern Man Podcast, where we connect men in pursuit of their potential. Join us as we embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and put wind in each other's sails. If you're ready to take your personal and professional growth to the next level, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to check out the Noble Knights Mastermind Group, where you'll find the support, accountability, and mentorship you need to achieve your goals. Join us and become part of a community of like-minded men on a mission to improve themselves and elevate their capacity for life. And we're getting elevated today by my guest, which I'm excited to introduce. We have co-author of Milestone to Manhood, a Christian Rite to Passage to help your 13-year-old make the leap from boyhood to manhood. It is my pleasure to have Stephen Arms on the podcast. Stephen, thank you for joining us, man. Dan, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Absolutely. It's a, it's an honor to have you on the show and I'm excited to jump in to the topic uh, and kind of talk a little bit about rites of passage because I don't think we've really jumped deep into that here on this on this podcast yet. But before we do that, I want to make sure that the audience has an opportunity to get to know you a little bit uh, and, and you know, have the opportunity to get acquainted. So please take the floor, let them know who you are, what you do and a little bit of how we got here today. Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Stephen Arms. Um, First and foremost, I am a husband and a father. My wife and I were married in 2018, and we have two beautiful children. Our daughter is three years old, and our son is just about to turn two. And we actually have our third child on the way here. So definitely have our hands full with kids, but and it's a ton of work, but they're incredible and a ton of fun, too. So uh, first and foremost, I'm a dad and husband. Secondly, uh, I am an author of the book Milestone to Manhood. It's about a Christian rite of passage um, that my dad actually held for me when I was 13 years old. I co-wrote the book with my dad, and essentially we tell the story of this rite of passage that he gave me when I was 13 years old, and we outline how fathers can hold a similar coming-of-age event for their sons. Um, if they wanted to organize something like that for their boys. So that's just high level what the book is about and a little bit about me. Yeah. And and I was I was going to ask if it was your father who was the co-author, because I think your father said he had three sons. And I think you said you had a son. And I was just like, man, that family's pumping boys out. I wonder what's in the water <laughs> over there. But um, so but clearly it's, it's something that you and your father have experience around is it, that process of, you know, going from boyhood to manhood. And I guess we could start there on the importance of this rite of passage, right? Because I think in our modern day society, it's almost fallen by the wayside. It's not really spoken about too much and probably not really actively or intentionally done by a lot of families. And that I think, and I would agree with the premise of what I'm sure the book leans into is we're doing our kids, we're doing our sons a disservice by not having a rite of passage. So I'd love to get a little bit more enlightenment on the importance of that and maybe even some insight for you on how important and monumental it was for your life. Sure. Yeah. So just to start out with, you know, a, a rite of passage is by definition in our context, it's essentially an event that a boy can look back on in his life and say, that was the moment that I became a man. And when we look at other cultures from around the world, we see these other examples of coming-of-age ceremonies, of rite-of-passage events. 
The most well-known is probably the Jewish bar mitzvah. That's the ritual or the ceremony in the Jewish faith where a boy can achieve the status of man. Another example would be in Australian Aboriginal society, they have what's known as a walkabout. And in that rite of passage, the boy is sent off into the wilderness to survive on his own for three to six months at a time. And when he comes back from this challenge, he's no longer considered to be a boy, but he's considered to be a man and he's eligible for marriage. Our modern Western society doesn't really have an equivalent coming of age event. And I think that's one reason why we are failing to develop men who are truly virtuously masculine, right? We're failing to develop the manly man. Um, and simply what we argue is that most men today have never been told that you are a man and that manhood has begun, right? No man has ever told them that you're a man. And that's why we see men extending their boyhood, extending their adolescence into their 20s and into their 30s, you know, and essentially acting like teenagers when by that time they should be men, right? Yeah. They should be acting like men. Um, you know, in the absence of a rite of passage, in the absence of a man telling a boy, you have officially entered into manhood, then boys will try to prove their manhood to themselves. And what mm -hmm. that might look like, it could be the sexual conquest of women. You hear guys say things like, she made a man out of me. Or it could be violence, right? Violence, when boys are engaging in violence, it's essentially a boy trying to prove his physical superiority over another boy, thereby affirming his own manhood. If, I'm, if I can physically dominate this boy, then I must be a better person, a better man than him. Another yeah. example of boys today trying to prove their manhood to themselves, I would say, is video game addictions, right? In a lot of video games today, you can literally go out and kill a dragon or kill a terrorist. That totally plays into the male ego of proving yourself as a warrior, proving yourself as a man. So in the absence of another man telling a boy, you are a man, then boys try to prove it to themselves. Yeah. And who better than a boy's father to introduce him and to welcome him into manhood? So in the book, we outline a way for dads to hold a rite of passage for their sons to say, son, I just want you to know in my eyes, I no longer see you as a boy, but I consider you to be a man. Man, I, I love that because what you also touched on with the pursuit of proving to themselves of being a man, you mentioned the violence or uh, maybe chasing after women, the addiction to games. There's a great book uh, I read, Wild at Heart, John Eldridge. I'm sure you might be familiar with it, but he mentions, you know, deep down in our in our heart, every every boy, every man is looking for uh, an adventure to live, a battle to fight, a beauty to save. And you look at these three addictions, the beauty to save is, is the sexual conquest, right? The battle to fight is the violence and an adventure to live is the video games. So we, we lean into these aspects to try and prove our manhood because we are void of that title that was bestowed upon us um, by someone that we probably looked up to and admired. And, and I wanted to segue into that because not just anybody can walk around because anyone listening might be like, okay, well, why don't we just go to all these guys, but these 22 year olds, 
maybe 25 year old still kind of maybe in their parents' basement, not having a plan or whatnot. It's like, you're a man now, you're a man now. That, that just doesn't work. So I guess talk about who has the authority to bestow such a title onto a young boy. Well, for one, I would say there really should be another man. Um, it shouldn't be a woman bestowing the title of man on a boy. And I don't mean to say that women can't do what men can do. Well, I guess in a way I am saying that, that this is one of those things that it needs to come from a man. And the reason why I say it is my, my own personal experience. For my rite of passage, my dad, my grandfather, and my two uncles took me away to a cabin for the weekend. And I saw those four, those four men in my life. They were all married. They all had kids. They all had jobs. They were all much bigger and stronger than me. In my mind, they were clearly men, right? And I didn't doubt that. And they also, they turned around and they said, Stephen, in this family, you are also a man just like us. So logically, I couldn't question or doubt that I was a man because they were clearly men. They were they clearly had turned around and told me that I was a man. So it left no doubt in my mind that I was considered to be a man. So for one, I think it does need to come from a man. And two, it needs to come from a man who the boy has a previous relationship with, right? It can't just be a stranger off the street telling someone you're a man now. It has to be someone who has a meaningful relationship with this boy. So ideally, that's the boy's dad. I understand that not every household, fathers aren't in the house, in the picture in every household, but uh, there any other sort of male role model or father figure could hold a rite of passage for a boy. Talk about, I guess, you mentioned it wasn't just your father, but your uncles, the, the multiple men, because, you know, there's, there's sure one, but when you have it reaffirmed and I can only just imagine that, you know, just the visual of it where, you know, these, these men kind of pouring into you say, you know, Steven, you are, you're a man now um, for a lot of young, young men. And, and for a lot of the guys listening to this, that seems and sounds like a fantasy, right? Like it's something that we've, we've probably subconsciously wanted for so long. Talk about, I guess, the addition of not just one, but multiple kind of being a part of that ceremony. Yeah. So, you know, dads, undoubtedly, their fathers are the most important male role model in a boy's life. But also around the age of 13, there tends to be this tension developing between father and son, right? The kid's becoming a teenager. He wants to spread his wings. He wants to get independence. He doesn't necessarily want to listen to dad 100% of the time. So getting other men involved in the weekend, it helps to break through the boy in a way that he might actually listen to the advice that's being given to him. It could be some piece of advice that dad has been saying for the last year, right? You need to make your room every morning, right? Clean up your room. But just hearing it come out of the mouth of a man who's not his dad, the boy finally listens like, oh, I never thought about that before, you know? So bringing other men into the weekend helps to make the, the event that much more meaningful in the boy's mind. Then you really can't question, you know, uh, his own status as a man because it wasn't just one man. It was a group of three or four or five guys that initiated him into manhood. I love that. What does the, I guess, what does the process look like, right? Um, because you, you mentioned some of the other cultures and I know 
I laugh because it could be a trigger warning for some who want to be like, well, these rite of passages can be dangerous. And, you know, in Australia, if they have to survive six months in the wilderness, what if they don't? Of course, someone's always going to say, what if they don't? But you know, there is an element of challenge and, and and a little bit of danger to it. So I guess, what does that process look like? So when we look at any rite of passage across culture or whether it's a 13-year-old coming-of-age ceremony, or if it's a graduation ceremony after college, or if it's a wedding ceremony. These are all examples of rites of passages. There's always ritual. There's always ceremony that's involved in it that gives meaning and context to the event. So, for example, a college graduation ceremony, you wear unique attire. There's that song, the da, 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 right? You, you only play that song one time a year, right? It's a unique song for that event. There's an entrance ceremony. There's a speech by a valedictorian. There's the throwing of caps. Then the final, the final ritual is the walking across stage and the conferring of diplomas. These are all examples of rituals that add meaning to that rite of passage event. Your schooling has ended your working career is about, about to begin. And in the same way, when my dad and my grandfather were starting this rite of passage tradition in our family, they thought, what would be some rituals that we could engage in as a group to give meaning to this weekend? So they came up with seven rituals, and I'll just name them here by name and order. So the first is an entrance ceremony. The second is a discussion of what it means to be a man. The third ritual is a scripture sharing exercise. The fourth ritual is the giving of a family heirloom to the boy. The fifth one is the giving of letters. The sixth one is a ribbon ceremony where each man looks at his positive and negative character traits. You would, you would really like that one. Mm. And then the last one is um, the formal bestowing of title of man. And that's what the whole weekend is building up to, that's the official moment when the dad or the patriarch, in my case, my grandfather, because he was kind of the oldest member of the family, he looked me in the eye and he said, now that your rite of passage is complete, you are considered to be a man in this family, just like us. And so for me, that was the moment that I can look back on and say, it was pretty clear that I was a man ever since then, right? Ever since my grandfather looked me in the eye and told me at the end of my weekend, so those are kind of the seven different rituals that make up the weekend. Now, that being said, you know, if there's a dad out there listening who has another family tradition or, you know, if he's a hunter and wanted to go hunting with his son, by all means, this is just a template. It's not, nothing is written in stone, right? You can adapt this weekend to suit your own family and to suit your own boy. Yeah. I want to touch on the importance of kind of what you mentioned with the ritual and the importance around it, but also the people and what they mean to that boy, what they meant to you. Because, um, and I also saw how you described it, where unfortunately we do live in a world where these young boys have more influence on their lives from their phone than their fathers. And it's, it's dangerous sometimes when parents can watch their kids be molded into something that they don't even know because of the outside world. How important is it for you to have that your grandfather look you in the eye and say, Hey, from now on in this family, 
you're a man. Because when you step out of that weekend, when you go to work, when you go to school or anything, the world might tell you otherwise. The world might try and remind you you're a boy. How important is it to have that affirmation from the people you trust and probably hold your word to, hold their word to as the highest to give you that affirmation of being a man versus what the world tries to define you as? Yeah, I think that really comes down to that second ritual, that sitting down in a group talking about what does it mean to be a man, right? Society at large is going to try to influence our sons and tell them one definition of what it means to be a man. And frankly, society at large right now is very confused about that question, right? They don't even know what it means to be a man. They don't know what it means to be a woman. The purpose of that, what it means to be a man discussion is really to form a boy's constant, form a boy's image of what it truly means to be a man. So for example, some of the advice that was given to me during my rite of passage weekend was a man needs to be a protector and a provider for his family, right? We have to be physical. We have to use our strength at times. But at the same time, a man also has to be tender and has to be kind and has to be gentle, right? If a man enters into marriage without being a good communicator, that marriage is not going to go well. So as men, we have to be both strong and tough sometimes. And at other times, we have to be tender and gentle. And that's, I don't think that's something that really the culture at large is teaching our boys on YouTube through their iPhones. But when you sit together as a group and have this discussion with the boy, it helps him to form in his mind what it really means to be a man. And it helps him to realize what kind of men does my family want me to be when I grow up? Yeah. What would you say, and, and you kind of alluded to beforehand, where, um, you know, for, for those who might be growing up in a fatherless home or maybe a mother's listening to this and she's, she's thinking she wants to have a rite of passage for her son. Uh, what would you say to someone who might be looking for that father figure for, for their young one? To that person, I would say it's probably more important that your son experiences a rite of passage than it is for any other boy, right? Because he doesn't have that presence of a male role model in his household day in and day out. So it's even more important for him to experience one of these rite of passage weekends and to be affirmed by other men in his identity as a man, in his masculine identity. That situation, Ted, actually occurred in our family because I have a younger cousin who is adopted from my aunt who never got married. So she she's a single mother. And she saw the benefit of her son having a rite of passage weekend. So she actually asked my grandfather, who was probably the biggest father figure in my cousin's life at the time. She asked him, hey, will you organize a rite of passage weekend for him? And as you can imagine, you know, he totally jumped at the opportunity um, with this tradition already being established in our family. But yeah, absolutely. If a boy doesn't have a father in the house, um, he definitely can have a rite of passage weekend. It, it just comes down to uh, identifying the men in his life who will hold one of these weekends for him. Yeah. I, I want to get the perspective of what it's like. And and I'm not sure if you've experienced it from the other side, right? In in terms of going through the rite of passage is one thing, but I can imagine, as you mentioned, you know, your grandfather 
Yes, I, w- I would love to organize a rite of passage. And, and there, there are so many men who are listening who have the life experiences. They've made the mistakes. They have the bruises and the scars and the jail time to prove it, right? And they want to prevent someone else from making the same mistakes. So the thought of hosting and, and being part of a rite of passage could also be exciting for those who who have something to give, who have something to offer. Talk a little bit about, what I guess, what that perspective would be like in terms of, you know, hey, we have this boy that we are about to bestow a title of man upon. Absolutely. So I did have a rite of passage for myself as from the boy's perspective when I turned 13. But I was also one of those male mentors for my two younger brothers and two of my younger male cousins. So overall, I attended five of these weekends myself. And you're absolutely right. In a way, the men on the trip get more, take more away from the weekend than the boy does because for the boy, he's getting all this great, good advice, which is great, but it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose, right? A lot mm-hmm. of it goes over his head. But the men on the trip, they can really relate to what the other men are saying, the other advice coming from the other men. And, you know, every time we finish one of these weekends, we would look at each other and be like, man, I wish we did this every year instead of doing it like every time a boy turned 13. Because you do, you I, the men who are attending the weekend, they grow just as much, if not more, than the boy grows. Have you noticed too, and I could imagine kind of like the saying where, um, you know, a man can't step in the same stream twice because after stepping out and stepping back in, both the stream and the man are different. Have you found that in these weekends, um, the men that you're doing them with, maybe you've been on a couple with the same, they evolve as well. And you almost get kind of an evolutional process that the more you attend, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, becoming a man, even though what we talk about is this, you know, formal event this weekend, which is important. It's important for a boy to have a, a, a rite of passage event. But at the same time, becoming a man is also a process, right? In some ways, it doesn't happen. It doesn't actually happen overnight. The title can happen overnight, but the process is a journey. You know, mm-hmm. um, a 13-year-old man acts much differently than a 23-year-old man, let alone a 63-year-old man. So, yeah, there's definitely um, different different perspectives that are brought on, brought along on the weekend from the different men, and I think that's, you know, what I was talking about earlier, how when I attended for my younger brothers and my younger cousins weekends, I grew so much during those weekends as well, because there was still all this good advice that was being shared. And I was still picking up on that as I was growing up into my own manhood myself. Yeah. Um, Why 13 years old, right? Why not 14? Why not 10? You know, why not 15? I know for, for women, we have the sweet 16, right? And and actually, I, I do think in our modern world, we do have more of those uh, introduction ceremonies for women or, or girls becoming women. But yeah, why 13 for boys? 13 is kind of the magic age for one, because the boy is becoming a teenager. So already in his mind, it's kind of a milestone birthday. And two, 13 years old, we find is kind of a sweet spot between the boy is just old enough to understand some of the advice that's being given to him. He's, he's finally mature enough to understand these deep things in life, but he's also, he's not so old. He's not 15, 18 years old where he doesn't want to listen to adults in his life. 
at that point, right? An 18-year-old boy, he pretty much has the whole world figured out. He, he knows everything, right? So 13 years old is kind of that sweet spot between being too young and too old. Now, that being said, you know, if you have a son who's 14 or 15 or 16 years old, you can absolutely hold a right of passage for him. Um, the ship hasn't sailed. We just chose to do it at 13 in our family. Yeah. Um Oh man, the question I was just going to ask escaped me um, while you, while you were talking. I was so captivated with with uh, what you were saying. Um, yeah, uh, to the point of thirteen years old for someone who you mentioned might be in their fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old range. But let's let's talk to somebody who's in their twenties, somebody who might be listening because here I am. I'm a I'm a thirty four year old man. I haven't had a rite of passage. Um, and we might be listening, thinking, okay, hey, am I missing out? Is it too late for a rite of passage? Or what does it look like for someone who uh, might be in their 20s waiting for manhood to kick in and it hasn't kicked in yet? I guess, what's that approach? Yeah, I would say, you know, for for a man who's in his 20s or his 30s, holding a rite of passage weekend, it might come off as a little bit degrading. You know, in some ways, in his mind, he probably already considers himself to be a man, right? Mm -hmm. He might question himself at times, and that's that's normal, that's natural. But if you held a rite of passage weekend for a 34-year-old and said, you're now a man, it's be like, well, what about the last 20 years of my life, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that men in their 20s or their 30s necessarily need to have the same type of weekend that a 13-year-old does. I think it, I don't think it needs to be the same, quite as formal. Um, but the truth is, is that for, for men in those situations, whether you had a rite of passage or not, you you absolutely are a man, right? I mean, you yourself, Ted, you said you didn't have a rite of passage, but you're married, you have a great job. And not only that, but you're a leader of men, right? You have this modern man podcast to help other men grow in, in their own journeys as men. So the truth is, is that you yourself, you don't need a rite of passage anymore, right? You are a man. And it's your job now to help the next generation to look behind you and say, who can I help and get, who can I give a rite of passage to and make their experience that much better than mine? Yeah. Sometimes I think the best thing we could do is, is give ourselves that affirmation when, when we get to a point of, I mean, like, listen, when you got a mortgage, you're a man, <laughs> you know, he's like, okay, you have these commitments that you make in life. And I think honestly, for, for me, what opened up my eyes was the more and more responsibilities I took on in life. And when I say responsibilities, I'm not talking about, okay, you have a car now you have to keep it clean. No, I'm talking about when I had a spouse and the decisions I made as a man impacted more than just myself. That I think was when I really started to recognize this is not a game anymore, right? I can't just make the best out of anything I decide. The decisions I make are going to impact the livelihood of others. Therefore, I can't play games anymore. And I, for me, I would say my reflection was the day I became a man. <laughs> um, man, Steve, this this has been this has been amazing. Um, my last my last question is going to come after I first make sure that the audience has an ability to connect with you, uh, get the book to, to hop in more. So how can folks follow some of the work that you guys are doing, get the book for themselves and learn more in the process of how to craft a rite of passage weekend 
for their son, or maybe they know someone in mind who's expecting a child that they can get it as a gift for? Our website is milestonetomanhood.com. You can purchase a copy of the book on our website or just go to Amazon and type in Milestone to Manhood in the search bar and it'll pop right up. Um, one thing I will leave your audience with is on our website, we actually have a, a planning section that will give your listeners email templates step-by-step -step how to organize one of these weekends. You, you just... All you have to do is identify the men who you want to invite along these weekends. And these email templates explain what a rite of passage is, why you want to hold one for your son, and exactly what the weekend's going to look like. So all you have to do is literally just copy it and paste it. We don't ask for your email address because we know a lot of guys don't want to get spammed these days. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. I don't either. Um, so we really tried to make it as easy as possible for your listeners to organize a rite of passage weekend. Man, I appreciate that. Well, Steve Arms, co-author of Milestone to Manhood. Last question, um, and I, I'm sure it might have to do, do with the rite of passage, but it, it's really a question that is what we've spoken about. What is something that you've seen or something that's happened to you that shapes the world, the way you view the world as a man? You know, I would say having this rite of passage weekend for me as a 13-year-old it gave me a lot of confidence in my masculine identity. And what I mean by that is when I was a teenager, I never questioned my status as a man. And I don't mean to say that I had like a ripped chest and huge biceps growing up. But any, what I mean to say is that anytime another adult outside of the family, whether it was a Boy Scout troop master or one of my teachers, anytime they kind of offhandedly said, you know, boys, boys, class, settle down. And they, you know, referred to me as a boy. The first thought in my mind was, I'm not a boy, I'm a man, because my dad told me. So I think having these rite of passage weekends will really give your son confidence in his masculine identity so that he doesn't feel the need to question his own manhood or to prove his manhood to himself. Now, you know, every kid, every teenager is just going to have to make dumb decisions, right? That's just part of being human. But the whole idea of having this rite of passage weekend is so that hopefully he doesn't feel the need to push things to the same degree, right? He doesn't have to jump off a 50-foot cliff. Maybe he's only jumping off 30-foot cliffs instead, yeah. right? Um, so that's really the, the driving force behind this weekend is to really build up the next generation of men and to help them be confident in their masculine identities. I love that. And I definitely can definitely sign on top of that because that is why it's such a pleasure to have you on. Steve Arms, co-author of Milestone to Manhood, a Christian rite of passage to help your 13-year-old make the leap from boyhood to manhood. Thank you so much for being on the show, brother. This has been hugely beneficial, a very, very valuable 30 minutes. And, uh, and I know our audience is thankful for it. So we appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Ted. Absolutely. I'm going to recap some of the uh, some of the gems that Steve left along the way really quick for anybody that might have been riding the bike, working out or going for a run or maybe cleaning the house while listening. Um, that was the moment I became a man. Thinking back to that moment for so many of us, do we have the ceremony? Do we have the ritual? Do we have that rite of passage that gave us the undeniable title of manhood? And for a lot of us, we don't. But looking back, identifying that 
and being able to give that to your boy the moment that they become a man. Without that, boys can chase violence, sex, or games, right? We, we said it before, all young boys and really men are looking for a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to save. These are vices that we can fall into, maybe not in the most healthy of ways if we are looking for a void to fill in that title of manhood. And the ritual, the ceremony, the event adding meaning to that transition from being a boy to a man, and also the people who have earned the right to bestow that title has earned trust in that boy, has has spent time with that boy, and also, as Steve mentioned, is aligned with the boy's identity of a man. And then men take more away from the rite of passage weekend than the boys do. Uh, you, you imagine that, you know, being a man, it, it's not just you know, the moment you became a man, but the process is going to be a journey. It's going to be lifelong. And as you continue to grow, it's important to share those lessons. And then also being able to give someone the confidence of their manhood, the confidence of their identity as a man. It's huge. So if anyone's listening, if you're a parent considering a rite of passage for your son, Steve Arms, and his co-author, his father, have written the book for you. So definitely be sure to reach out and get it. We appreciate you guys rocking with us all throughout this episode. If you got value from it, hit that like button, hit subscribe to get a new episode each and every single week. Share this with a friend you know can get value from it. And as always, leave us a rating so you can let us know how we're doing. The only way we improve is by you letting us know how. And as we always say at the end of the episode, everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain. But you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow. Let's get past the day. I think we're gonna do a great job.